my soul, my Savior, God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great I grew up with a mother that was an Elvis fan. And when I first got up to lead singing, I was about five or six years old. They had to de-Elvisify me. Because I got up and said, oh, and the sings my... And, and so they had, to, they had to work that out on me. Basically, song is all about vibration. When you boil it down... Songs are about vibrations. Fundamentally, and I'm vastly oversimplifying here, but fundamentally, our key voice apparatus is, is a little area in our, in our larynx called the vocal folds. And basically, the vocal folds are made up of these little white ligaments shaped like the letter V and covered in a membrane. And when we speak or sing, these ligaments vibrate, and that causes the sound. Are you with me? Now, Renee Fleming, uh, a great opera soprano, says it this way. She says, if if you think of it like plucking a string, if you do that with a rubber band, it just makes a twang sound. But if you put that string in a box, then it resonates and creates a beautiful sound. So for the voice, it's the same thing. You're putting air through the folds. They vibrate, and the resonating chambers, which are your mouth, your throat, your sinuses, create the color. So the product of the vibration, the product of the vibration interacting with the molecules in the air creates what we call song. Our world is vibrating with song. Take it even further. Our universe is vibrating with song. In the 1990s, NASA decided to point some of their telescopes to the sky with, with sound receptors. And they got the idea that these emissions, these vibrations from planets could be captured and processed so people could hear them. And if you go on NASA's YouTube site, they have samplings of some of these sounds, these eerie, spooky sounds that's basically the universe in motion. The vibrations of the universe, what they call the, the song of space. Basically, our universe is resounding with vibrations, and, and NASA says when we pay attention to those, we get an intergalactic song. Now, physicists claim that the entire universe, every single thing that we see, is in a constant state of vibration. String theory says that there are tiny vibrating strands of energy at the center of all matter. Quantum theory, quantum field theory suggests that the quantum field is, an, is the result of scientific experiment, is, is the result of, is the manifestation of those vibrations. Are you with me? And, and so basically the cause, what is created, is greater than, I mean the, 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 the product is not as great as the cause. The cause is greater than the effect it produces. Thank you for putting that up there because I was struggling with that. If one were to apply this principle to the vibration of the universe, you might say that created matter is a response to a greater vibration. Are you with me? That that vibration is this this quantum vibration 
is the music that allows the song to take on physical form. You with me? The universe, all the way down to the quantum level, is in a constant state of vibratory motion. And song is basically just vibration. Are you with me? Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Hebrew word that is translated hovering there can mean flutter, move, shake, or, wait for it, vibrate. So the music of the universe is the result of the song of creation. That song is a thin place where we encounter God because God's creation is a result of God's song. Isn't that cool? God's song is what led to our existence. Why do we meet God in song? Why is song so important to God? Psalm 19.1 The heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. The whole of creation is a song. That same spirit of, vibration, uh, of, of creation that vibrated over this nuclear matter and caused creation to happen lives within our mortal body. Do not be drunk with wine, Paul says in Ephesians 5, for that's debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, what does that look like, Paul? It looks like this, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Song is a thin place because we encounter God, because God exists in song. That's where God lives. God's form of creation was in song. God resides in song. And so we encounter God in song when we encounter that spirit of creation. That spirit lives inside of us, and the way it's manifested is when we address one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We encounter God through song. We engage God through song as well. How about this one? In heavenly armor we'll enter the land. No weapon that's fashioned against us will stand. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, Power and strength to the Lord. One of my favorite stories is in 2 Chronicles 20. There's not a lot of great things in 2 Chronicles, but 2 Chronicles 20 has one of my favorite stories. In this story, the Israelites are in trouble. They are engaged with their old enemies, Amnon and, Ammon and Moab, uh, along with forces from Mount Seir, and they've all come together to attack Israel. They created this gigantic army. Any one of these armies would be more qualified, more trained, more lethal, more deadly than the Israelite army. But all three of them together are overwhelming, and they've come to attack Israel. And so they, they, the, the people of Israel are, are terrified, obviously, and, and word comes to Jehoshaphat the king, which, by the way, Jehoshaphat is one of the greatest names in the Bible, isn't it? I don't know, Evan, I don't know if you and Kelsey have considered Jehoshaphat, but 
Jehoshaphat over here. Marshall, Jehoshaphat. I'm just saying. We need to bring that one back. Um, Anyway, Jehoshaphat prays, and God says, I got it under control. This battle is not yours. This battle is mine. Don't worry about it. I got this. And what does Jehoshaphat do? He prays. He leads the people in a corporate prayer. And he says, Lord, what do you want us to do? Can you do something about these? We're, our eyes are on you. We don't know what to do. God says, I've got this under control. You don't worry about it. You go out and face this army. I'll take care of it. And so, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21 and 22, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise Him for the splendor of His holiness as they went out at the head of the army. How would you like to be those guys? Hey, the army's going to charge into battle, and I want you and you and you to sing, and you're going to go out first. No weapons, you're just going to sing. Okay. That would be scary, right? But that's what Jehoshaphat does. He appoints these guys and he says, you go out and sing in front of the army. They're singing, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. As they began, verse 22, as they began to sing in praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. What was the battle plan? Sing. That's it. Show up and sing to the Lord. Show up and let God do what God will do. That's the battle plan. Isn't that amazing? It's the same today. You hear people all the time get this whole, uh, well, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. I interact with God, but I don't come to church. You're not coming to church because it makes you holy. You're not coming to church because it makes you righteous. You're coming to church because when the people of God come together and sing praises to Him, it's an unstoppable army. And God will do what God will do. So when when you're struggling in life and you can't seem to get it all together and you're staying away from the church body and you can't understand why the sin keeps overwhelming you and why things won't go right, God says, stop doing that. Just show up and sing. Period. Show up and sing and let God do what God will do. That power. That power of God is accessible when we come together in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. The Word of Christ, the Logos. Remember John says that was in the beginning, that was with God and was God, that Logos. Paul says in Colossians 3.16, that Word, that Logos, dwells in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom when you do what? Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. You can't sing to one another by yourself. Right? I can't sing to one another at home by myself. Song is a thin place because we engage the power of God when we come together as a body and sing to Him. Finally, we experience God through song. Oh, camp song. We used to sing a lot. We've sang it here a few times. I think you know it. When the night is falling and the day is done, I can hear you calling. Come, I will. 
my girls were little, there's a place where you get to. You know, when they're babies, guys, we don't have a whole lot to do with it. There's not a whole lot we can do, right? We just kind of flutter around, make sure mama has everything she needs. But it gets to a point where we get to be apart. When they finally get to where they'll take a bottle and everybody rejoices. Mama rejoices because she gets to sleep through the night. And, and we rejoice because we get to actually do something. We get to actually bond with that child. And so I got, I got the night shift. I got that 3 a.m. feeding, you know. And I loved it. I would sit there at 3 a.m. and I would feed them a bottle and I would sing. And they were different for each kid. For Allie, it was Amazing Grace and the Amazing Grace version of Peaceful Easy Feeling. Those were her songs. I don't know why. It just happened. And so we would sing those songs over and over and over and over in the middle of the night while she ate. With Olivia, it was when I surveyed the wondrous cross and it is well with my soul. Again, I don't know why. It just happened. And, and those became such a thing that even when she got older, she would come to me in the middle of the night and say, Daddy, will you sing Wonder Cross in the well? Because she needed that to, to get her, herself right. And, and something about those moments... In the middle of the night, when you're singing to them, and, and you're just looking at them, you know, and, and they're just the most perfect thing you've ever seen in your life, right? You, you know what I'm talking about. And you've never seen anything more beautiful that ever existed in the history of ever. And you just have that moment in the middle of the night. Song is a thin place because it gives us that special, intimate connection. There's a connection through that that we don't get through anything else. And the beauty of it is, is God wants that same intimate connection with each one of us. That song that we sing comes from Zephaniah 3.17. I put it up there because you'd never find it. Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Do you see that picture? The God of creation, the God who sang everything into existence, the mighty warrior who goes out before us and destroys entire armies that are too big for us to handle, that same God sings over us. marveling, totally in love with you. He's holding you in his arms, and you're the most beautiful thing he's ever seen in his life. You're the thing that touches his heart in ways that nothing else can. And he sings over you. See, song is a thin place. Because when we sing we encounter God. We come into contact with the God who sang everything into creation, into being. Song is a thin place because we engage God there. We, when we sing, we tap into that power. And, and that God, the God of angel armies, goes out before us and makes straight our paths. And we experience God because in that moment... He sings over us like a father sings over a child. 
We're going to sing a song right now. And the purpose of that is for you to connect with God. It's time for you to let Him love you the way He wants to love you. Let Him sing over you. Encounter God. Engage God. Experience God. Take a step towards Him. Let Him hold you this morning, right now, while together we stand and sing.